0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is Priscilla. This is Pure Lunacy. Welcome. This is my wonderful, wonderful friend, Malcolm. We've known each other for well over a decade. Again, we will not say yes. what our ages are. <laughs> no,
1: nope. Confidential. Welcome, do
0: you wanna, Malcolm, do you want to introduce yourself to Pure Lunacy and tell us a little bit about what you do and just say hello? Yeah,
1: hello. Yes, awesome. Thank you. Okay, number one, thank you, pretty I really do appreciate it. Um, I, you know, my name is Malcolm. I'm just a normal um a normal guy trying to find himself in this world, changing along with the world changing. Um, I hold a steady job. I you know, I try to be a contributing part to the society. And I just think that it's more people like you three, more people like me, more people that are just normal people that aren't talking heads that need to, you know, have a platform to be able to speak a little bit of uh, a little bit of logic into this pure lunacy. So, so yeah, but no, I mean, that's just, I'm just a humble man. That's about (laughs) it. that that has that 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 has that has lived a very fun life so i will say that and and you yeah yeah that's uh yeah i don't don't, want to give them too much but you you definitely were there some somewhere in it somewhere in the the
0: fun oh man so malcolm um you actually reached out to me and you're like, Hey, I want to, I want to talk. And you know, I will say this, um, I have reached out to people and I've had people reach out to me to talk on pure lunacy. And, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when I reach out to people, they, they don't want to talk or maybe they are not comfortable talking. Um, tell me why you wanted to talk. What, what's on your mind? What's the pure lunacy going on in your perspective and and what's going on in the world.
1: I mean, I think, I think honestly, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I blame a lot of, I blame a lot of what's happening in this world now and this culture on, on a simplified version of the internet. I think that the internet has caused a, a massive wave of, of instant, this, this instant microwave culture that we live in. And I think that trying to, trying to share your opinions and, and try to find some kind of some kind of middle ground for a conversation through any kind of text on a status or comments or a tweet. It's just it's not viable and it's not sustainable. So I think that really I wanted to I've I've had a lot of people reach out to me and want to talk privately about things that are happening. You know, the George Floyd thing and BLM and you know, Trump and politics now, whatever it is. And I think that I, I want take pride in the fact that they feel comfortable to do that with me. But mm-hmm. I think it's important that it comes from someone who looks like me, that I'm able to give other people a perspective of providing a safe place for them to speak, right. um, a safe place for them to share their ideas and opinions and not feel judged and not feel you know aggravated with aggression um as a response and to be able to talk things out in a, in a very in a very personal level but not take things very personal uh, because we need to disarm ourselves to have a conversation and i think that is when we don't that we are automatically on the defensive and i just want to be able to to share a platform with you as someone who has been not only trained and educated, but naturally does that. You you naturally want to, you you naturally want to find a very cause and effect way of solving a problem or addressing something. And I think that that is something that's missing, especially in the social media world. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, and, and to be a part of your podcast journey is definitely something that It's a perk for me. I can be like, hey, I've been on pure and so there you go.
0: Absolutely. I take this (laughs) nationally.
1: (laughs) That's the goal. Mm.
0: Yes. No, I I definitely agree. Um, And one of the things that I regularly post on, and people find it weird, but I post against cancel culture. I find Mm -hmm. it to be so toxic. And, you know, and we see it just in, like, comments on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, and somebody says, what is this? And people just completely go keyboard warrior on them and yeah. there's no space for anything other than this is my right. And if you're not in my right, you're wrong. And I'm going to chop your head off with my keyboard sword. Um, yeah. I detest it. I detest it. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that people approach you on a lot of different topics. Uh, people do the same to me. What's one of the topics that, you know, really comes to mind whenever you, you take into consideration the people that do approach you.
1: I think, I, I think, I guess, I guess that's an A and B for me because what, what typically has started it was the, was the defacing or the, the deplatforming of the Confederacy history, of of America. And then it, and then that kind of like slides into B of like an overall bullet point of racism. So, I mean, that's, that's typically where the conversation goes. Um, and I think that, I think that the biggest reason why is oftentimes when, when people are doing that, they're acting in a way that they don't understand is actually, it's actually something that they're unwilling to admit. Like you reached out to me and you wanted to ask me, well, you did that for a number of reasons, but it's mainly because of the fact that you thought that I was going to be someone who could put it in a sense that wouldn't judge you because you don't want to automatically get the defensive, but you're reaching out because you truly think within your heart of hearts that you don't know, because I think you really do know that you can't know. You know, it's typic, it's typically, people of other races Uh, I've been approached by Asian Americans I've been approached by Hispanics I've been approached by you know by white Americans as well and I think that it's very it's very telling that that they're doing that because they know that they can't know from my perspective Mm -hmm. and so once you made that effort I think that it is it's when you finally acknowledge you know what I can't know so if, that's the first step. If you understand that you can't know, then you would be more able and willing to accept knowledge. Because the only reason way we can accept knowledge in this world is to accept that we don't know it. And so I think that that has been really the, the thing that because that's, that's been a consistent thread for the past you know three months has been. You know the George Floyd thing, and then just like all kind of things of racism and things, and a lot of people agree with some of it. A lot of people don't agree with uh, with some of it. So I try to put a little bit of balance into my perspective without coming out being, you know, obviously over aggressive or completely slanted towards one side, like because because you know a lot of things that get mistaken in discourse or this world that we live in is that duality is a thing in life. And it's a common thing in life. Two things can be the same at once. Does that mean that, does that mean that you can discount them or hold more value towards one than the other? That's your right. And that's your choice. But to say that it's not there to say that it doesn't exist, you know, it's yin and yang for a reason. So, um, so I try to, I try to do that through all my discourse, but Um, I think that I I feel very privileged that people reach out to me and they want to actually talk about it.
0: Right. Um, And I do know that the topics of the day are very contentious. They are extremely contentious. So the fact that you have the opportunity to bridge that communication gap um, to different parts of our communities not everybody has that opportunity and with that opportunity, there's a privilege of having that relationship with people to have that conversation. Um, at any point, do you think it's gotten a little contentious? I, I, will say this, I, it has been contentious for me, um, with BLM and some of the comments that I've made, uh, people have assumed that, um, it was an outright attack. So how dare you have an opinion that is opposite um, you're not part of the movement you're part of the problem um, mm-hmm. and and I've, I've stood by what I've said and I'll stand by it every day all day it's a hill I'm willing to die on um, because I don't believe that any movement should go without critique or self-reflection um, mm-hmm. but have you faced any of those moments where it may have gotten contentious
1: yeah I mean <clears throat> I think really the biggest thing that has been I think, I think it's been, I think it's been contentious on both sides really, because I don't, I always say that I stand for, I stand for the movement. I don't stand for the organization when it comes to BLM, Um, you know. Let uh, me pause
0: you there. Let me pause you there because what you just said is what is getting Terry Crews canceled because he is (laughs) saying I agree with the cause. I have questions for the organization. And mm-hmm. there are people no. who are not okay with that. And I'm one of those people who have been critiqued for having questions mm-hmm. regarding the organization. So keep going.
1: Yeah. I think – and, and, and to touch base on that, I, th- I think the biggest thing with Terry Crews is that, number one, we have to understand he's an actor. He's told what to say. Now, he, now he's not necessarily very articulate and very mm-hmm. – very, I won't say articulate. He's not very – on the spot with how he needs to frame things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important because what I believe the movement is and has always started out originated as, is just equality because what that means to me being a black American that I live every day is the fact that I never want to, I can, I can sit here, I can sit here very confidently and say that I do believe that as far as the melting pot, which makes America so great, The melting pot of people from different cultures and races that are here. I believe that, in my personal opinion, that African-Americans and black people of of this country have had it historically harder in the building of this country. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that I'm not inclusive to everyone's plight and struggles? That is not the case. I will never think that just because I believe historically that we've had it harder than any race that I believe I now surpass yours, your cause or my life is now greater than yours. I will never stand for that and I will always say that I'm, I want to be treated just like I want everyone to be treated, which is equal as an American citizen that has equal consequences to their action and equal justice if, there, if there's an injustice done to them. So, but I I believe that movement started in a pure sense because of that history of us having such the quote unquote shorter end of the stick mm-hmm. across this young country's age. I mean people forget 1776 when we won our independence, we are not an old country. We are very young. We we you know, we we have had time to learn, but it is not ancient history. So I think but you know, at the same time, I think that I think that you know, I, want, I wanted BLM to be that, that lily pad, that catapult, that catalyst towards any an quality movement for all instead of, you know, it's okay to focus on us for a minute and to, and to address it, but if anyone feels disenfranchised by the system, by any system, you know, I want I want them to have a platform to speak and I want their grievances to be heard and handled justly. And I think that the the organization has turned it into a besides the actual fact that the the you know two of the founders of the organization are trained Marxist, that's a whole other conversation. We're but, gonna go there. You just don't opened Pandora's <laughs> box. So let's talk oh, about Oh man! Oh man! Keep but, going. But, now we're gonna talk but, about that. Oh man! Uh, but but no, it's just it's <laughs> like it's it's you know it's it, because of that I can't stand with the organization. I can't I can't support it. I can't you know financially or effort wise mm-hmm. because because that's not what it's about. You know, you can you know anybody can have grievances in this country. Um, but as soon as we start turning it into a, into a paradigm shift, when we start turning it into a, into a us over them kind of situation, I can't, I I, I can't support that. Now, do I think that the large majority of BLM supporters are like that? No, I do not. And if I'm wrong, then I will accept that wrongful thinking. But I do not believe that all of BLM is like that. I just think that, you know considering the people who are running the organization and what they have been trained with and what they do believe, I do believe that that is what Terry Cruz tried to explain without really being able to say it in such a, you know, in a soft, elegant way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I sit on the whole, on the whole BLM thing. So with and with you, I stand by what you say. I think we share a lot of the same opinions on that. You know, I just think that, I think that as a black man, I have to come at it a little bit differently because I could, it could be looked as traitorous. And I just think that, you know, those people who may see it that way, they need to understand that I want equality. I don't want better than you or better than anyone. Like I want, I want if I'm going to be at a certain status or setting a certain, a certain, monetary earning or position or anything like that better than you is because I earned that within the system that created the opportunity instead of just being handed something that's better. Um, So that's just, that's kind of
0: the key that you said there. It's not that you're being traitorous. It's that you're addressing the framework of the organization and not the origination of the movement. Right. Mm -hmm. The origination of the movement is a movement towards equity, towards equality, towards a society where we don't have people judged based on the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. Whereas the organization, as you stated, and I, I do confirm that there are people who have used the initiation of the movement to establish a framework of an organization that is founded in Marxism.
1: Yeah.
0: And if I don't care who you are. I will forever be anti-socialism and anti-Marxism and anti-communism because I have seen what communism, socialism, Marxism has done to countries. And it's not just Russia and it's not just China. Go look at Cuba. Go look at Brazil. My family's Mm -hmm. from Brazil. And I see what those initiatives and those movements have done. Look at Venezuela. The people in Venezuela are literally starving to death and it's because of the different policies and impacts of socialism in those countries so yeah. what do you think of these marxist trained marxist founders of blm and they have come out and just for you know people who aren't aware Uh, There are certain folks in there who have had interviews, who have had uh, discussions publicly and said, we are trained Marxists. You can Mm -hmm. Google this and you can find the video. This is not us just making this up. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I I think, again, I think that it's just not something that that we can support as a country. I mean, it's – we – I, I always live by, I mean, and people who are going to see this that, that know me, they know that I live by a rule in my life that it's just it's keep that same energy. So mm-hmm. I have to keep that same energy with everything. It's like if I want equality, if I want equality and in, in the betterment of a system, that doesn't mean to that doesn't mean to set to ultimately manipulate something that started out with a righteous cause. To 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 again to topple a, a a system to to obtain power through this what is chaos that has that has ensued for a short amount of time earlier in the beginning of this and I I don't let me pause I, you real quick let me mm-hmm. pause
0: you real quick can you move your camera up just a little there
1: we um, go okay. yes okay Keep got going. you so so yeah, so I mean, so I can't, so I can't support that. I can't, I can't support that. I have to keep that same energy with everything. So the same reason why I don't believe that, you know, the same reason why I don't believe that the, as, as cliche as it may sound that the Confederacy was in the right, it shouldn't, that that's not something that I believe someone should do as far as like, as far as I, I don't believe in the, the absolute idea of the Confederacy. I don't, I don't believe in anything like that. I believe that, like you know, we are a country, we are Americans, we need to deal with these problems a certain way, in my, in my personal opinion. Um, and o- obviously everything has its caveats in, this, in, in its extremity, but I just, I believe that to support the BLM organization would be contradictory and counterintuitive to what I want. What, what I want to live in for the rest of my life, what I want my kids to endure, what, what I want my, what I want my grandkids to, to grow up and see. I, I think that 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 is is, is, a, is a direct conflict towards what the BLM movement started because you probably can't see it directly on its face, but I feel like that if you were to actually fall down that short rabbit hole or let the dominoes land where they do, and actually see it forward you'll see that it is exactly what you're trying to stop now <laughs> and and i think and i think that that's that's the truth of the matter i can't i just can't support it
0: i agree um and you know i it always sounds nice right you, you look into socialism and the concept is everybody gets their fair share and everybody works towards the same goal and that is just not how it works we don't live in a utopia we don't live in a perfect world And the results of what socialism will do to America if we allow those Marxist ideas to come through, unfettered, it Mm -hmm. will be the destruction of America. I do believe that. And yes, we're an experiment, but we're a successful experiment. And part of that success, in my opinion, is being able to address our faults and grow from them. Uh, mm-hmm. able to address the fact that we're not perfect and because we live in a democracy, because we have this republic uh country, we have the ability to change and make it better. Whereas that would not be an option under these socialist ideals. Um I, I just I agree with you.
1: Yeah, and I and, and I think that and I think that what you just said as far as as far as the you know it's almost kind of like the um what you know, South Africa had to go through post apartheid. They had to they had to accept what happened. And the government had to like the, the powers that be had to accept and outwardly show that the of that they know, they acknowledge and they understand that the wrongdoings of the country, how it was ran was completely just misguided and it wasn't through it wasn't through checks in the mail towards you know black people it wasn't through reparation They're like they just stood as a as a governmental hierarchy and accepted their past their their past discretions and they needed to move forward and you can't move forward unless you accept that something was wrong right. and that's that that's what ties into a lot of my conversations with with people who don't necessarily look like me that you know whenever these things happen with the police and these things happen with with you know the racial tensions that brood underneath those those problems it's that's what that's what i say is the fact that you in order to in order to 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 improve to improve, move forward, to grow, and to correct, you you have to acknowledge that there was something that needed to be fixed, or there was a problem, or right. anything like that. And and every time that it seems like people that look like me have these have these conversations, there's always that yeah but aspect to conversations. Um, you know, the yeah but it was so long ago, or the yeah but I didn't own slaves, or the yeah but uh, you know. I have a lot of black friends and it, it's, it's always that. And it's not so much of, you know, okay, I know what happened, but maybe I need to learn more about your perspective or, you know what, you're right. You know, what happened is wrong. Do you have, you know, are there ways that you see that we could improve it? Or do you see, or maybe it could be more of a personal reflection. How do you think I can be better? I mean, I've I've had a lot of people, my neighbor has asked me that. And I'm like, you know, I, a lot of times I'm like, you're a great person, but you know, the reason why so much of this has happened is because it's people that look like you, people that look different than me are outwardly expressing their disdain towards what happened to George Floyd or what happened to, you know, what, what's been happening, you know, Breonna Taylor and Almar Arbery, like, Right. These these things, you know, the the, the the minority can't change the majority of things without the help of the majority. It's just it's it's fact. It's fact. We have to we have to be unified in the fact that wrong to anyone is just wrong. And if we can just not take it personally and just understand that things are wrong. And we need to address them on both sides of the aisle, whether you're red or blue, on both sides of the line, whether you're white or black. If wrong's wrong, you accept responsibility for your wrongdoings and we move forward and grow. But until we do that and until we stop being so defensive about what side we're on, Mm -hmm. we have to, you know, we, we can't we can't grow.
0: And I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head. The the yes buts. <laughs> yeah. I always say when you say but you just erase everything that you said before. <laughs> yes but. Yep. Um, yep. And also the fact that it it and you know I've you you know I've been a professor for years now and whenever I did have the opportunity to lecture in the classroom the the hardest moment would be when we'd get to this kind of talk because people were one emotional and then two they would take it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, They would take it personally if they were a person of color, because it was, you know, something that's still something that we experience today. Mm -hmm. And then if they weren't a person of color, they would take it personally in that it was almost as if it were an attack on their character. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: And that's not what the discussion is saying. That's not what the discourse is saying. What the discourse is saying is this was the reality of our past we still have effects of that past today and we yeah. can't move forward if we don't address the cause the effect and hopefully a better future
1: you know? yeah yeah so, it's I mean it, it, it makes and it, it makes perfect it make perfect again it makes perfect sense logically right. um, but but, emotionally I, but yeah I'm emotional because I mean because again I'll, I'll tell you one the I and I tell and I tell you know everyone that I talk to about this the one the one word that seems to trigger you know um people on the other side of my of of my conversations, particularly white Americans, is is it's not racist, it's not it's not the R word, it's the S word, it's, it's systemic or 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 systematic because they automatically presume a little bit of guilt that they think I'm giving them. Um because, but, but the thing is, is like I'm not saying you built the system. I'm not saying that you played a part in creating the system. What I'm saying is the fact that it's okay to understand that just the way that I am, that I could not control, I, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a part of the system in a certain way that it was built in the past. And I mean, I I hearken back to any kind of I don't know, um, family business. You know, what's the system in that? You you know, your granddad owned it, then he passed it to your dad, and then you pet and your dad passed it to you. That's a system of keeping it yeah, that it's a system of keeping it in the family, right? Well, the same thing can happen to different cultures, creeds, races. I mean, we we we've seen it happen. I mean, you know, from from slavery to Jim Crow to uh, to you know redlining to to uh, you know uh, pretty much the the banking frauds that we've had to be a part of, as far as like not being able to have equal equal lending rights, things like that. Like mass
0: incarceration.
1: Mass incarceration, which is another form of, in my opinion, slavery, which is a whole other topic. But I mean, again, it 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 shows in our history. But again, we just have to disarm like disarm and just be like this is an attack on you this is just facts that i'm i'm expressing i mean you know i it could i could get upset because i you know i'm a tall black guy i can get upset every time someone asks me you know did you play basketball if i had a nickel for every time i had that i mean you know but i can't help this because of the system that's been created there's a bunch of tall black dudes that play basketball Mm -hmm. so yeah it's okay like I, uh, you know, it's something that just becomes a part of the situation. But if you just, uh, if you just understand that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not coming at anyone personally saying that they're a part of the problem. All I'm doing is expressing what I think is the problem. And maybe if I gave you that perspective, you would be a little bit more understanding and vocal and trying to change that, that, you know, I guess. Break the break the cycle of that of that system that that seems to to hold certain people down in a way.
0: Right. Uh, but I think, you know, and I think to add to that, um, one of the things I usually hear whenever we do talk about equality and we're trying to you know open the door for everybody to have the opportunities that we would like to see in this country is the concept that if we give an open door to one group that hasn't been included, it takes away from another group.
1: Uh
0: And that is not, this isn't, we're not talking about pie. This isn't a piece of pie. And I'm not taking a piece of your pie to give to someone else. Right. Yeah. What we're trying to do is open a door so that everyone has that opportunity in an equitable manner to have that generational wealth. We're not in, let me rephrase this i'm not um ever saying you know shame on you for your generational wealth shame on you for um you know living a life where you had certain level of privileges um shame on you because you spoke english before i spoke english because my first language was portuguese that's that's not you know that's not the conversation what the conversation is it took me a few extra classes for me to understand English and for me to get on the same level as kids who are already learning at a certain level. We wanted to make it equal. We wanted to make it equitable so that we could all grow and have a a great life and get education. Um, And that's just, you know, an example of me. Um, So, you know, whenever we we mention these these concepts and we do mention a system, uh, I think that people take it to heart as if, well, you're shaming me or you're holding it against no. me for having these things. No. That's not, that's not at all uh, what anyone is saying, or let me yeah. say what anyone should be saying.
1: Yeah. And again, I, I think that, I think that the people who are saying that again, keep that same energy. I think the people who are saying that they are wrong and they need, and that's they need they to stop and they need to that's stop right. with that rhetoric because because again, it's creating a safe space and it's and it's and it's being able to to let them to not shame them for anything that they have not done it's it's just but it's accepting the truth that maybe you may be on the benefactory side of the system, and I may be on the ladder and I think that I think that you know it starts with the youth I think that if the youth the kids were given the proper resources all across the board in every inner city and in every, in every countryside, you know, uh, these, these small towns. And if, if kids were able to get the equal resources, I think that we would have less of this because with resources and education comes more opportunity to, to do something, to move forward, to, to make a lateral move, to do other things, which could, could, which could provide, monetary opportunity which would hinder poverty which would therefore hinder a lot of crime we're going we're going we're going deep we're going deep yeah exactly but 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 again but but you know people like to think that either something jumps a lot of steps or it never gets to that final step. And, and, and that's not the case. I mean, one thing leads to another. And I say like, you know, this, these inner cities are hurting. I'm not talking about just black people. I'm talking about everyone that lives there, they're hurting. And it's because they don't feel the way out and they feel trapped, but no one can understand that feeling unless you've been there, right. unless you've honestly been there. And if you, if you see, if you know people that, that have been there and you've seen them either get trapped or even make it. The thing is, like, you see what it took to either hold them down or you see what it took to get them forward, and they're not the same. And I just think that we need to be able to look into those situations to provide more opportunities so, so we can teach our kids – again, this isn't strictly race – teach our kids that, that, you know, to be better than us or to be better than the generation before – to move forward and to, and to, and to continuously learn, learn new things and, and to learn from different people, different people. Like don't incubate yourself in a bubble with people who all who think the same, you know, don't just watch Fox news, watch CNN. I'm just kidding. But I know, right. The it's luck. like, Oh, Oh, but that, but that Don Lemon, but that Don Lemon, <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it's just, it's, I, 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 I think the key is the youth. I think we need to, we need to dedicate, we need to dedicate more resources and more equal opportunity of learning and op- and, and equal opportunity to growth to the youth. And, and I think it's- on it
0: th- top of that, I, I just want to add, I think we as adults need to also input a certain level of optimism, in a certain level mm-hmm. of love for each other, a love for our country, just a certain mm-hmm. level of positivity that a lot of these kids are not getting, especially because they spend most of their time on social media and regular media and everything is just so negative 24-7 and everything mm-hmm. is so down and even you know if you talk to young kids now then the way they talk about our country they just talk about it in such a negative light but I don't blame them that's what they're being fed 24 7 I just think that we need to have a certain level of positivity and yes we need to address the negative yes we need to address the reality but we need to have a certain level of optimism for the future of our country through these kids otherwise they're going to grow up hating our country and not realizing the beauty of this experiment that we've had for the Past, you know, 200 plus years um, that people yeah. die trying to come to America because it is the land of opportunity. And, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not putting that in their minds. We're sitting here arguing with each other as, as adults. And these kids are watching us and they're falling into the same trap.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, it, and it and it perpetuates what the cancel culture you were talking about and it does. and the uh, the the what they what do they call it the 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 snippets of the little sound bites that you get from maybe Trump said something stupid or maybe Biden did something creepy or you know it was it's just these it's it's these little things that were just kind of like oh that's who they are but it's like you know we need to we need to stop trusting so much and. And these very leaning one way entities on, you know, sharing and giving us information that we need to do more research on ourselves. And also, I mean, you know, like you said, let's make being good people to each other cool again. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I I take pride in in treating people and treating people who are respecting and. And making sure that they feel comfortable around me. Like I, 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 I don't know why. I don't know at what point did that become uncool. Um, um, but I think that that's what. I think that ultimately that is like you said. I think that that is what's missing, and 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 how we're not like taking personal responsibility, and sharing that message to any youth that we are around. Whether you have a little sister, a little niece, or or a child, you know, we're not, we're not sharing those messages on, you know, it is a, it is a cool thing. It is a good thing to be a good person, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to care about someone the when first, you see someone struggling. Yeah. To say, yeah, you know yeah. What? You're
0: know you going to mess up. You're going to say something stupid. You're going to do something stupid and everybody's going to be mad at you, but guess what? You can still be forgiven and grow, yeah. and learn from it. Like yeah. you're going to mess up. You're human.
1: yeah and 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 to give people the opportunity to grow like give people the opportunity to learn but then again like i'm talking to i talk to a lot of you know a lot of my my personal friends and we may have started on the wrong side of a conversation on opposite sides and maybe we reached a more of a medium or maybe we we definitively said that there was no meeting in the middle but at the end of the day it's it's you know the fact that we 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 had that conversation and i allowed them the opportunity to possibly to possibly learn something like i didn't take their their opinion at face value and say well you're just an you know you're just a jerk now for because you you believe in this blah blah now i want to hear i want to hear so why do you so why do you think that like you know i ask more questions i need to know i need to to better educate myself because just because just because I feel like that—that that black people have ha- have had a heart in this country—does not mean that I am above learning. I am not above learning. I am not above learning a different perspective. So, I need to know what you think because you may teach me something, and I need to I need to better equip myself to be able to say, okay, you know what? I I I never saw it that way, and I need to actually look at maybe the the way. I think, and be able to utilize the information you shared with me to better myself. And to, again, I mean, all this is, is just, yeah, to grow and to, and to, and to be able to to possibly touch the life of another person that that may be feeling a certain way. So, yeah.
0: I think we're on the same page.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping for.
0: Is there anything else you want to just say before we we close our discussion to to the pure lunacy world, to the world in general? Um, just a word.
1: Man, I just look. I I think. And and anyone that's watching this, I think that they're gonna understand that, and they may not agree with with anything that I said, or they may agree with half of it or whatever. But I think everyone that's going to watch this is going to understand who I am and understand that the next words that are coming out of my mouth are, is very true. Um, I, I care about you as a person. I, I don't want anyone to walk through the small amount of time you have on this earth to feel like you're not worth it. And I think that no matter if you're black, Hispanic, white, Asian, Like you bring something that the person walking behind you can't and so on and so forth. And I want you to know that no matter what that is, you know, own it and share the best parts of it and just be completely whole within yourself. Because I think that once you do that with yourself, you're able to share that light within you with others and you never know who you're going to affect in what way by the small interactions you have at every gas station at, at, at every, at every restaurant that server that may have a horrible day and maybe they're, they're messing up a little bit, but you just let them know it's okay. And any small little interaction could affect someone, be a good person. And like me and Cody, one of my best friends say like, be better, just, just be better. You know, if you, if you, if you messed up, it's okay, man, just be better. And if we just keep that, we keep that energy. We, we keep that mentality. We're going to make it out of this together or we're going to fall apart separate. And we're
0: not going to say, you that. know,
1: and, I mean, and, that's that's, and, an future, and, and that's, and that's not a future and that's not a future we want. And that's not a future we want. So I'm just letting everyone know, no matter how different you may think of me, of, of pre of anyone, or anything your personal beliefs just know to like you you as a human your life you're worth it so don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise
0: you guys you just got to hear one of the most wonderful human beings ever give his insight give his heart let me tell you something Malcolm has always been this jewel like always that is who he is. His heart is just so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> can't even compare. Thank you so much, Malcolm.
1: No uh, problem, I sweetheart. It. Thank you. Hopefully we'll have him on
0: again. Once yes, yes. Down and we can like meet in person and not be isolated.
1: I know, Because right? and then I swear to God, you know, it'll turn into an hour and a half conversation <laughs> over over a ball of vodka and then it's gonna be real. It's gonna be all <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Malcolm. We'll see you. Thank you.